everyone, this is Dr. Gala. Welcome to your Health Connection. It's great to be with you. This podcast is designed to give you natural solutions to your health problems based upon my 35 years of experience as a functional medicine practitioner. I love helping individuals experiencing complicated conditions when nothing else has worked. Each week, I'll be giving you health tips and strategies that you can implement to improve your health and function at your best. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Systemic lupus erythematosus, commonly referred to as SLE or lupus, is an autoimmune disease that can impact your skin, joints, internal organs, and nervous system. This devastating condition affects about 5 million people worldwide. Today we'll be discussing the symptoms of lupus, the underlying root causes, the best lab tests to run, a case history, conventional treatment, and most effective natural solutions for reversing the symptoms of lupus. Lupus is a chronic autoimmune disease in which your immune system mistakes your own tissues for foreign substances and attacks your healthy tissue and organs. It causes high levels of systemic inflammation that can negatively affect nearly every part of your body. Some of the potential underlying causes of lupus include poor digestion, heavy metal toxicity, allergic reactions, viruses, stress, and hormonal imbalances. Some of the risk factors include being a woman, about 90% of lupus patients are women and are between the ages of 15 to 45, eating a poor diet and having nutrient deficiencies, having gastrointestinal problems such as leaky gut or food allergies and sensitivities, exposure to toxins, and a history of infections. Some of the common symptoms include joint pain and swelling, headaches, a butterfly rash across your nose and cheeks, chronic fatigue, hair loss, fever, sensitivity to sunlight, depression and anxiety, dry eyes, anemia, and ulcers in your nose and mouth, and water retention in your hands, feet, and face. Complications can cause higher risk for high blood pressure and heart disease, damage to your kidney and lung, infections, seizures, and stroke. Conventional medicine addresses the symptoms of lupus rather than finding the root cause, and conventional treatment includes powerful immunosuppressive medications to control the inflammation and the overactive immune system. Unfortunately, they can also cause many serious side effects, including suppressing your immune system, which can make you open to getting infections much more easily. Non-steroidal drugs are recommended for joint pain, headaches, and tenderness, and can cause side effects including damage to your GI tract, causing a leaky gut, and damage to your kidney and liver. Steroids are used to lower swelling, pain, skin rashes, and inflammation. They can cause weight gain, a puffy face called a moon face, hormonal changes, acne, mood swings, insomnia, and an increased risk for bone loss. Let's take a look at the best tests to ask your doctor to run. There's no one test for lupus. Many different aspects need to fit together, and it can take months or even years to reach a diagnosis. This is one of the greatest frustrations in dealing with lupus and why it's so important to take control of your health to reverse the symptoms of lupus naturally if you have this autoimmune condition. Your doctor will probably do a complete blood count and a comprehensive blood panel to assess your liver and kidney function. 
a urethrocyte sedimentation rate, also known as a SED rate, and an anti-nuclear antibody or ANA test. The anti-nuclear antibody or ANA test can show if your immune system is more likely to make the autoantibodies of lupus. Most people with lupus test positive for ANA, but a positive ANA does not always mean you have lupus. If you test positive for ANA, your doctor can order a specific antibody test called the anti-double-stranded DNA or anti-DS DNA test. I highly recommend doing a GI map stool test to check for bacterial pathogens, viruses, parasites, fungal forms, and worms. It also checks for adequate levels of pancreatic enzymes, your fat digestion, immune function, and inflammation in your intestine. Scientists have found a strong correlation that infections from bacteria, viruses, and other toxins may be to blame for the development of autoimmune conditions like lupus. An article titled Potential Role of the Epstein-Barr Virus in Systemic Lupus Erythematosus Autoimmunity, published in the May 1998 journal Clinical and Experimental Rheumatology, found that the Epstein-Barr virus was shown to trigger lupus. Herpes zoster virus, the virus that causes shingles, and cytomegalovirus have also been implicated. The lining of your small intestine allows very small molecules to pass through your intestinal wall to absorb your nutrients from your food. Your intestinal wall can be damaged by stress or high production of fight-or-flight hormones, including adrenaline and cortisol, from certain medications such as non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs including aspirin, Aleve, Advil, infections, and food intolerances. When your gut lining is damaged, large food particles and toxins can leak through your gut and enter your bloodstream. When this happens, your white blood cells recognize these particles as foreign, create inflammatory chemicals, and trigger an immune response. If not addressed, chronic inflammation can lead to the development of autoimmune diseases. We know from the research of Dr. Alessio Fasano that leaky gut is a precursor to autoimmunity. An article published in 2019 in the Journal of Immunology Research titled The Dynamic Interplay Between the Gut Microbiota and Autoimmune Diseases presented evidence linking gut microbiota dysbiosis with the development of autoimmune disease. The goal of the study was to identify future effective approaches based on the gut microbiota for preventing autoimmune diseases. In 2019, Azuz and colleagues at New York University School of Medicine found that women with lupus had less diverse gut bacteria than women without lupus. They also found that the women with lupus had overwhelmingly more of one type of bacteria called Ruminococcus navis, which seemed to provoke an immune attack from their antibodies. The lupus patients also appeared to have leaky guts meaning bacteria could escape from their intestine into their body. Since autoantibodies tend to run wild among patients with lupus, attacking everything in their path, the researchers hypothesized that patients with lupus may be experiencing an immune response to this Ruminococcus navis bacteria circulating in their bodies. This could cause the body's immune system to go on a seek-and-destroy mission for the bacteria, harming other organs and tissues in the process. I next recommend doing a Dutch hormone test to check for your levels of estrogens, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, and cortisol levels. 
A review titled Alterations of Estrogen Metabolism in Lupus, published in 1979 in the journal Arthritis and Rheumatology, revealed that patients with lupus have abnormal patterns of estradiol metabolism, leading to increased estrogenic activity. Lupus is a predominantly female-based disease and is marked by high levels of estrogen metabolites and the inactivation of already low levels of testosterone. This suggests androgens or male hormones may have an effect on controlling these hormone abnormalities. Patients with lupus often have low levels of DHEA. DHEA is a hormone that's naturally produced by your adrenal glands and helps to produce other hormones, including testosterone and estrogen. A study titled DHEA and SLE, published in Arthritis and Rheumatology in 1995, revealed that DHEA levels were low in the serum of lupus patients and that supplementing with DHEA was shown to be beneficial in a double-blind placebo-controlled study. I do not recommend taking DHEA unless you check your levels and are under the care of a healthcare practitioner. While stress probably doesn't, doesn't cause lupus, it certainly is a known trigger. There are many studies that connect stress with immune reactions, says Manasha Jolie, MD, MS, Assistant Professor of Medicine and Associate Program Director at, of the Rheumatology Section at Rush University Medical Center in Chicago. We definitely do know that stress brings about flares of lupus. When you're chronically stressed and producing the fight-or-flight hormones cortisol and adrenaline, your levels can either be too high or too low. So it's really a good idea to have your levels checked so that you can address any imbalances in cortisol. I also recommend doing a urine elements test to check for heavy metals. One of the best studied connections with lupus is the environmental exposure to silica. According to Frederick W. Miller, MD, PhD, Chief of the Environmental Autoimmunity Group at the NIH, or National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences, said, Silica is one of the strongest known risk factors for the development of lupus. The increased lupus risk is between two and five-fold in those who have been exposed to silica at work. Work-related pesticide use has also been linked to lupus. Most of the studies have looked at people who work with pesticides particularly farmers and agricultural laborers. Dr. Gulati, MD, a physician researcher at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine, says trace elements, especially heavy metals, prevalent in the environment can be triggers for lupus. He says research in animal models indicates that many, including uranium, lead, and cadmium, are capable of inducing autoimmunity. Gulati notes that it's been demonstrated that elements like mercury, nickel, and gold potentiate delayed hypersensitivity reactions in patients with connective tissue disease. The resultant enhanced inflammation has been considered a pathologic factor in exacerbations of autoimmune and inflammatory diseases, including lupus, which occurs in significantly higher rates among dental workers than others exposed to mercury. Another test, lab test that I recommend is a blood allergy test to check for your levels of IgE and IgG antibodies. It's interesting to look at the prevalence of allergies in people with lupus because both impact the immune system. A study titled Allergic Disorders in Systemic Lupus Arithmetosis, published in the July 1993 issue of the journal Lupus, found that allergies were more frequent in people with lupus when compared to control participants. 
In this study, 63% of people with lupus had some degree of allergic disorder, 83 of 117 participants, compared to only 30% for the control subjects. Lupus sufferers were also more likely to have drug allergies, skin allergies, and insect allergies. Interestingly, the allergies were not confined to the individual lupus. The families of participants with lupus were also statistically more likely to have allergies. In 72% of patients with a history of allergies, the first allergic reaction occurred before they were diagnosed with lupus, and 15% of people experienced their first allergic reaction within a year of being diagnosed with lupus. Let's go over a case history. A 15-year-old girl came into my office in August of 2017 with a diagnosis of lupus made by her pediatrician. She had a positive ANA test, high levels of C-reactive protein, and a high sedimentation rate, all three of these tests indicating inflammation. She also had a butterfly rash on her face, joint pain, bloody noses, bloating, headaches, and anxiety. I began by recommending an anti-inflammatory, allergy-free diet and tested her for food allergies and sensitivities. I also ordered a DNA stool test and a Dutch hormone urine test. She turned after three weeks to review her test results. Her headaches had stopped and her joint pain was much better. Her DNA stool test revealed several dysbiotic bacteria and high levels of inflammation. I recommended antimicrobial herbs to kill the dysbiotic bacteria and a soil-based probiotic. Please listen to podcast number three if you'd like detailed information about gut health problems. Her Dutch hormone test revealed low levels of progesterone, high levels of estrogen, and poor liver clearance of her estrogens. I recommended taking a plant-based progesterone during the two weeks before her menstrual period and recommended taking DIM to improve her liver clearance of estrogens. She also had high levels of the stress hormone cortisol. I recommended an adaptogenic herbal product containing L-theanine, phosphatidylserine, bacopa, ashwagandha, and rhodiola to balance her cortisol levels and address her anxiety. I recommended EPA, DHA, vitamin D, and magnesium. Four weeks later, her ANA, sed rate, and C-reactive protein were normal, and all of her symptoms were better. After 10 weeks of following the anti-inflammatory, allergy-free diet, taking the antimicrobials, and addressing her hormone imbalances, she was free of symptoms. I then recommended a product containing L-glutamine, zinc, and other nutrients to seal her gut lining, and I recommended a broad-spectrum probiotic-prebiotic. Four weeks later, I recommended a metabolic detoxification program to detoxify toxins, improve her liver function, and alkalize her system. It's been three years and her symptoms never returned. I recently saw one of her family members and she came in with them. It was great to see her. Let's look at some natural solutions for reversing the symptoms of lupus. In functional medicine, we look for the underlying root cause of your health problems rather than just suppressing your symptoms. It's important to uncover what may have caused your immune system to attack your tissues in the first place. The first step is to repair your gut health. First, I always recommend an anti-inflammatory, allergy-free, autoimmune protocol diet to remove inflammatory foods. 60 to 70% of what's on your plate should be organic vegetables, should eat low sugar fruits such as organic berries, organic nuts and seeds, organic poultry, pastured meats, wild caught fish, and organic olive oil and avocado oil. 
eliminating sugar, dairy, gluten, corn, soy, eggs, trans fats, all processed foods, and alcohol is very important. Also, you need to remove any foods that you discover from your blood testing that you have allergy to. A review article in Nutrition Research Review, Volume 30, Issue 1, published in June 2017, stated, the increasing body of evidence linking the intake of different nutrients to the potential benefit, beneficial effects derived from their antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and immune modulatory properties suggests a possible supportive role of diet therapy in the primary and secondary prevention and management of lupus. An article in the February 2019 issue of Experimental and Therapeutic Medicine noted that proper diet and lupus can help preserve the body's homeostasis, increase the period of remission, prevent adverse effects of medication, and improve the patient's physical and mental well-being. Specific foods that trigger lupus flares are highly individualized. That's why you want to do an IgE blood test and determine what your allergies are. But there's also some consensus on what to avoid or limit. The Lupus Foundation of America and Lupus Canada both advise against eating alfalfa, which may aggravate lupus symptoms. And individuals with lupus are advised against taking supplements that contain alfalfa as well. An amino acid in alfalfa sprouts called L-cannabinine can stimulate the immune system and cause inflammation in people with lupus. Refined grains such as white rice, white flour, and white bread lose essential fiber and nutrients in the milling process, and eating refined grains may cause inflammation. Gluten is one of the leading causes of leaky gut and inflammation and has been linked with to many diseases. If you have celiac disease, gluten intolerance, or a leaky gut, your immune system releases antibodies every time you eat gluten. These antibodies can mistakenly attack other organs and may precipitate autoimmune disease. An article titled, Could Inflammation in Lupus Be Triggered by Proteins in Wheat?, published on October 19, 2016, at lupusnewstoday.com, revealed that researchers have found that a group of proteins in wheat may be responsible for triggering inflammation in chronic conditions such as lupus. The protein could also contribute to the development of non-celiac gluten sensitivity. How gluten, another wheat protein, can harm people who are celiac and non-celiac gluten sensitive is fairly well established. And research presented at the United European Gastroenterology Week in 2016 in Vienna, Professor Detlef Schuppan with Johann Gutenberg University in Germany and colleagues looked at a different family of wheat proteins called amylase tryptin inhibitors, or ATIs. ATIs are proteins derived from plants that inhibit enzymes of common parasites in wheat, and they may play a role in metabolic processes that occur during seed development. ATIs only make up about 4% of wheat proteins, but according to the researchers, their consumption can lead to inflammation in the lymph nodes, kidneys, spleen, and brain, as well as in the gut. ATIs can aggravate symptoms of autoimmune disease like lupus. The researchers stated that ATIs not only contribute to the development of bowel-related inflammatory conditions, they believe that ATIs can promote inflammation of other immune-related chronic conditions outside of the bowel. 
The type of gut inflammation seen in non-celiac gluten sensitivity differs from that caused by celiac disease, Schupen said in a news release. Instead, we demonstrated that ATIs from wheat that are also contaminating commercial gluten activate specific types of immune cells in the gut and other tissues, thereby potentially worsening the symptoms of pre-existing inflammatory illnesses. The research team is now focused on gaining a better understanding of the role of ATIs in chronic conditions. Besides causing inflammation outside the bowel, ATIs may also contribute to the development of non-celiac gluten sensitivity, now a recognized medical condition. Its symptoms, which can begin up to 48 hours after ingesting gluten and continue for a long period, up to three weeks, include abdominal pain and irregular bowel movements, as well as headaches, joint pain, and eczema. To diagnose non-celiac gluten sensitivity, it's first necessary to rule out celiac disease, wheat allergy, or other possible causes of symptoms. Gluten sensitivity may be diagnosed if improvement is seen when following a gluten-free diet. That's the easiest way to figure it out. The GI MAP DNA stool test actually has a marker for anti-gliadin IgA. The presence of fecal anti-gliadin antibodies can indicate an immune response to gluten, and this is a good marker for non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So if we see high levels of the anti-gliadin IgA on a DNA stool test, we highly recommend that person stops eating gluten. It's important to identify and correct nutritional deficiencies if you have lupus. An article published in the July 2020 issue of Frontiers in Immunology titled Immunomodulatory Effects of Diet and Nutrients in Systemic Lupus Erythematosis a systemic review cited that because dietary supplementation of various macronutrients and micronutrients has exhibited modulating effects on the immune system, including maintenance of homeostasis and improvement of physical and mental well-being of patients with lupus, it's recommended that these patients consumed a balanced diet that is low in calories and protein but contains plenty of fiber, polyunsaturated fatty acids, vitamins A, B, C, D, and E, the minerals calcium, zinc, selenium, iron, and copper, and polyphenol-containing foods. Once we receive the results of the Dutch hormone test, we then make recommendations to correct any hormone imbalances and recommend the proper adaptogenic herbs to correct cortisol or any other imbalances. Once we receive the results of the DNA stool test, we make recommendations to restore gut balance. The connection between leaky gut, autoimmunity, and your immune system makes repairing your gut very important in reversing your autoimmune condition. I recommend antimicrobials to kill pathogens. After about 10 to 12 weeks of eradicating pathogens, we then restore the probiotic beneficial bacteria to your gut to reestablish a healthy microbial balance. After that, we repair your gut with nutrients such as L-glutamine, zinc, and collagen peptides, to heal your gut lining. The third step is to do a metabolic detoxification program to remove toxins, heavy metals, improve liver function, and alkalize your body. Supplements can help reduce nutrient deficiencies and lower inflammation. An article published in the February 2019 issue of Experimental and Therapeutic Medicine 
titled Significance and Impact of Dietary Factors on Systemic Lupus Pathogenesis, revealed that in patients with stable disease, a diet rich in polyunsaturated fatty acids may have a positive effect on overall clinical status. Omega-3 fatty acids, such as EPA and DHA, elicit an anti-inflammatory effect by decreasing the level of C-reactive protein and other inflammatory mediators. It appears that at least 2 grams per day is necessary to achieve the anti-inflammatory effect. The main sources for omega-3s are krill oil, fish oil, olive oil, flaxseed oil, and fish such as salmon, tuna, sardines, or herring. Krill oil extracted from the Antarctica is considered superior to fish oil since it contains a higher amount of omega-3s and it has an antioxidant effect, reducing the joint inflammation. Omega-3s inhibit production of, of inflammatory cytokines through the action of specialized pro-resolving mediators, which reduce inflammation. SPMs signal the immune system to stop actively responding to pro-inflammatory signals and instead to accelerate the return to homeostasis. SPMs play a unique role in helping the body to shut down the immune response, inhibit additional inflammation, clear away the damaging byproducts of inflammation, and aid in tissue remodeling. SPMs can facilitate the resolution even of prolonged chronic inflammation. And once the SPMs have done their job, the body naturally breaks them down and eliminates them. Vitamin D plays a critical role in your immune system. It modulates your autoimmune response by stimulating regulatory T cells, which are responsible for differentiating between dangerous invaders and self cells. Vitamin D also supports your immune system against viral and bacterial infections that can trigger or worsen autoimmune conditions. Ask your doctor to check your levels of vitamin D so that you know what the correct dosage is for your needs. Vitamin E, especially combined with omega-3s from fish oil, decrease levels of inflammatory chemicals. Vitamin C, an important antioxidant, prevents oxidative stress, reduces inflammation, and lowers antibody levels of the anti-DS DNA and IgGs. The vitamin B complex improves clinical symptoms in SLE. Over the decades, curcumin, also known as turmeric, has been highly studied in both preclinical and clinical trials. Due to its well-established anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, antibacterial, hypoglycemic, and wound healing effects, curcumin has been used in a wide range of inflammatory diseases, including lupus. Magnesium is important for immune function and heart health. It's a mineral that most people are chronically lacking due to high stress levels and high sugar diets. Sugar impacts magnesium levels. The deficiency can lead to increased production of pro-inflammatory cytokines, which have a negative impact on your immune system. DHEA is an adrenal hormone that converts into the hormones estrogen and testosterone in the body. Several clinical trials show that it may help improve symptoms of lupus. However, side effects including acne, increased facial hair, and excessive sweating were common. Do not take DHEA unless you have your doctor's supervision. NAC or N-acetylcysteine has been suggested that one of the body's major antioxidants 
glutathione is depleted in the white cells of people with lupus, leading to immune dysfunction. To encourage glutathione production, N-acetylcysteine, a precursor to glutathione, has been suggested as a supplement for patients with lupus. A 2012 study of 26 patients with lupus found that both 2.4 grams and 4.8 grams of N-acetylcysteine reduce lupus disease activity and severity. So let's review the steps to take to address the symptoms of lupus. First, you'd want to strictly follow an anti-inflammatory autoimmune protocol diet. Test for and treat infections and gut, gut dysbiosis. Repair your gut lining. Re-inoculate probiotics and prebiotics. Remove any heavy metals and toxins through metabolic detoxification. Lastly, it's very important to relieve your stress. Research has shown that psychological and emotional stress can set off lupus or bring about a flare-up by increasing inflammatory responses. Find your favorite exercise, whether it's yoga, walking, resistance training, or your favorite sport. I love watching YouTube videos of something called The Three Principles. It's very relaxing and enlightening. It's just a simple explanation about how our minds work and that our feelings are a result of our thinking. My favorite three principles facilitator is Dicken, that's D-I-C-K-E-N, Bettinger, B-E-T-T-I-N-G-E-R. He's a Ph.D. psychologist. He's very kind, very easy to listen to. Um, and another uh, thing that I would recommend is something called the Inside Out Revolution. I recommend listening to that on Audible, and that's by Michael Neal. He gives a great explanation about the three principles. I thank you so much for listening. If you'd like a one-on-one -on -one consultation or if you'd like to see a list of some of the products I mentioned, please visit me at drgala.com. That's D-R-G-A-I-L-A dot com. Click on podcast and you'll find the links to the products I mentioned. Thanks again.